Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Good morning. This is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. And we've been spending the last several broadcasts just talking through what does your husband need? What does your wife need when it comes to really making sex enjoyable for each other? And so you can go back and listen to the previous broadcasts. We did a part one and a part two for what does your wife need? And so you can go on to The Art of Intimate Marriage and you can find that there. I I know that I'll have a number of female listeners who then tell their husbands, go listen to this. That works. We also have a part one that's already on the website for what does your husband need? And today we're going to do part two on that. Let me just do a quick reminder of what we covered. And we're not going to cover a, a lot of scriptures in these broadcasts, but if you, if that is helpful to you, you can go back and listen to What Does the Bible Say About Sex? And you can go listen to the Song of Songs broadcast, a number of broadcasts that have quite a few different scriptures in them about how to make things fun sexually in your marriage. And those will contain quite a bit more scriptures. Today is a little bit more just the practicals. So just a reminder, what does your husband need? Well sex. Most husbands would say, what do I need? I need sex. (laughs) We could stop and go off the air right now. And he'd be like, yes, that is true. But we will go on to explain in a little bit more detail what else they would say. But yes, the reality is for many men, not all men, but for many men, that's the main thing. What else did we talk about in the previous broadcast? We talked about admire him, make sure that you are really expressing with very um, admiring words, genuine things you appreciate about your spouse, admire his body, look at his body. That was another one. Watch him, watch him when he's naked and tell him what you appreciate about his body. Admire him as a lover. Make sure to tell him what he does that's enjoyable to you. Admire the parts of his body that bring you uh, physical sexual pleasure. So admire him, admire what he does at work, what he is like in the home. Um, You may need to get some help with how to admire him. Your relationship might be at that spot. And so you can go through. We've got plenty of other broadcasts where you can work on that. So admire him. We also talked about watch him, which I mentioned. We talked about touch him. So men will often say that the only time their wives really um, engage in any kind of physical contact is during sex and that wives tend to push away affectionate touch. And so this might be that you might need a number of areas to work on as far as in the inaffectionate touch and in sensual touch, because often for women, they'll push away all kinds of affectionate touch because they're anticipating that their husband wants sex. And so how to return to really healthy, enjoyable, affectionate touch in your relationship so that you can enjoy your sexual relationship in a greater way. Men need touch. So find out, talk about it. How's touch going? Like caresses, all that kind of 
touch as well. And then how's it going with prioritizing him? We talked about that. Are you prioritizing him above all others? If you're active in the ministry, are you prioritizing him? Are you putting most of your energy into the ministry rather than into your husband? Are you putting all your energy into your kids and you're exhausted and you go to sleep and you have no extra left for him? He's the only get the leftovers. So often husbands will say they feel like that's what happens, that their wife pours herself out in many other ways and doesn't have anything left for him. So prioritizing him above all others. That is out of Song of Songs. Place me like a seal over your heart. Song of Songs, chapter eight, verse six. Do we place our spouses that close to our heart? Are they are they that important to us? And if that's not the case and you're listening, maybe this is the first time you've listened to this broadcast, that may be the area to really start working on in your relationship is, is how to come back to really cherishing one another. And then we talked about that women also need to indulge their own sensuality, both in how they dress, in do they uh, really indulge all of their senses as far as going for beautiful walks and seeing beautiful vistas, wearing things that make them feel feminine, utilizing things both on their bodies and in their bedrooms that bring about an enjoyment of the sense of smell, lotions, um, any kind of room fresheners, any kind of perfumes, things that smell and feel and taste and, and, and look good. So how's sensuality, the indulgence of your own sensuality going? And then uh, we talked about that your husbands often need you to tell them what you need. Uh, when, especially when it comes to sexuality. So are you communicating to him? And when you do, how does it go? Again, you may, you may need to go back and listen to previous broadcasts on how to talk about sexuality and, and how to respond when, you're, when your spouse does share a need. So how is that going? Are you sharing with him? I can't tell you the number of times husbands are saying, I just wish she would tell me so that I can find out how to bring her pleasure sexually. And so he does need you to tell him. And then we talked about spending money, <laughs> meaning spruce up your room, enjoy your room, make sure your room is the, is the room and your bedroom is the room in your house that you're spending money on to make it enjoyable place to be. And then spending money on, is it maybe lingerie or maybe he just likes a really comfortable tank top uh, what what does that mean? Spend some money on sexual toys, on sexual games. So we talked about spending money, and then we talked about romancing him, that it's not just a male thing, a female thing, excuse me. Yes, men don't typically say, I wish you were more romantic. They don't typically, but I do have a lot of men share with me that they don't feel wanted by their wives. And so, and that, and usually they're not even talking about just sexually, they're talking about just overall. So romance him, do special things, plan dates, take him out, surprise him. All right, so we're going to go from there today and discuss some other areas of what your husband needs. And, you know, we think this is a female thing, but let me tell you, I have a number of husbands that share with me that they don't feel like their wife understands them. So ask yourself, do you understand your husband and do you understand his sexual needs? Often what happens is that wives or just women in general will make derogatory remarks about their husband's or the male desire for sex. And they'll say, oh, you know, he just wants sex all the time. And they'll say, you know, um, you know, he, you know, he's, you know, that's all guys. And so those derogatory comments about the fact that sex is important to them can be problematic. And so it may be helpful if you spend some time really understanding 
the desire for sexuality and, and understanding that that's not in and of itself bad. Um, Genesis 24, 67, this is so interesting. When, when uh, Sarah dies, her son, Isaac brings Rebecca into the tent and it says that he was comforted. Well, the terminology bringing her into the tent uh, is a euphemism for they engaged sexually. And so the sexual relationship did bring him comfort. And so it's important, women, that we're not derogatory about how for men, sex is a major way in which they feel connected and comforted and, and loved. And so watch Watch your, or, or well, let's say, put it this way, grow in your understanding of his desire for sexuality. He may, he may want to have sex with you, you know, when he's in a celebratory mood. That's some husbands. Other husbands, when they are in a, in a, in a, in a low mood, they want to have sex. And women can be negative about that. But instead, I would recommend be understanding about that. If he loses a job, he might need to connect sexually. If he got a raise, he might need to connect sexually. For some men, when they're frustrated, they, they, they find great comfort in connecting sexuality, sexually. And then for some men, when they're happy, they want to connect sexually. That would be the more celebratory version. When they're sad or when they're happy, when his team loses or when his team wins. You know, <clears throat> women can make a joke about how in any circumstance he always wants to have sex. But I think it's important to just remember that it is a way in which most men actually feel loved. So consider how well you understand his sexual drive. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean it's okay for a husband to demand sex or to become angry if he receives a refusal. And if sex doesn't happen, that's, it doesn't mean that that's okay. However, it's just super easy for women to mock men when they have a sexual desire or when they have a desire for a greater sexual frequency. So you may need between the two of you to have an honest and thorough conversation about how different your sexual levels of desire are. And about how often you want sex and about when you can have it. So really watch Maybe if you ever make sarcastic comments, watch them because they can be really harmful to your relationship. On the other hand, you may have the greater sexual drive and you may need to read the chapter on desire and arousal and really understand him in that way. Maybe he's a male that has a lower sexual drive and that that has been discouraging to you. And actually, I would say that's a good chunk of my practice. Men that have lower sexual drives and the wives that feel um, unloved and, and left out and unsatisfied sexually. And so sometimes women will interpret a low sexual desire to mean all kinds of negative things about themselves, and perhaps that's not it. So you may need to take some time to understand his low sexual desire. So I would encourage you, you can go read that chapter in our book, The Art of Intimate Marriage. You can go listen to that on the website because we do have some previous broadcasts on low sexual desire. Go read that, go listen, and make sure you come to an understanding of his lower desire so that it doesn't uh, become something that causes division between you. So what does your husband need? He needs you to understand. And what else does he need? Well, I talked about how you need to indulge your own senses. You need to indulge yourself sensually. Well, you may also need to indulge his senses. 
his senses, <laughs> maybe his sentences too. But the reality is a lot of men will share how one of the things that uh, makes sex enjoyable for them is when their wife is verbal and vocally involved when they have sex. In other words, that it's a turn on for them if they hear their wife make squeals and groans and all kinds of noises when they are enjoying sexuality. But many women will say that's very embarrassing. They don't want to be so expressive. That makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes them feel what dirty is usually the word that comes up. So it may be a conversation to have because indulging his senses in what he hears may be something to consider. Also, when he does touch you, are you letting him notice that? Are you, when you're going to orgasm, are you letting him notice that? Are you indulging his senses and letting him see you enjoy his touch? This is problematic for many couples because it's so vulnerable. Number one, sex is vulnerable, but then letting someone watch your reactions when they're touching you is a whole nother level of vulnerability. And yet that may be what he needs is to watch you have your orgasm, to watch you enjoy his touch. He needs often, uh, as far as indulging his senses to sound and to sight, often what men will say is that they, they love looking at their wife's naked body. And this is not always wives that are in the best shape. You know, women will say, yeah, but I've got all this extra fat on my body. And he's like, I like looking at her. Well, that actually matches. If you go back and listen to the broadcast on Song of Solomon, I talk about this in detail, but it talks about how he likes to look at her form. And so indulging his senses and allowing him to see you. Um, and one way to do that in a really playful way is as you're getting dressed, you know, flash him before you put on your top, flash him before you put the pants on and the skirt on and show him your buttocks and show him your breasts and walk out the door. And that's his last sight of you. So there are different ways to indulge his senses as well as in touching uh, your body. So in looking at your body, um, but the reality is he also might like to touch your body and he might like you to touch his. So what that can mean is that sensual touch during the day might be some, some way to indulge his senses, that he likes it when you caress him. Uh, you know, some of the best premarital input that I think can be given is when, let's say it's a, a, a couple doing another a, a premarital couple's um, counseling and, and the wife explaining to the bride-to-be that, you know, as you're out in public, as you're in the car, as you're in your home and he's fully clothed, reach across and caress his buttocks, reach across and caress his, caress his penis, caress his thighs through his clothing. Many, many men would just, when I make the suggestion, they're looking at me with big wide eyes and nodding their head or they're not wanting to nod their head at all because they're afraid their wife will see their agreement. Most men will say they would love that kind of touch. And there is a way to do that that is appropriate, that's still hidden and kind of secret. And you do it when no one can see it and can be very playful. So that kind of touch can really, really meet a, a husband's need. I'm going to just take, I'm going to come back to this 
and in a moment, but I want to just take a moment here to explain what we're doing. So you are listening to The Art of Intimate Marriage, and you may be you may have a lot of questions. You can send me your questions to jenniferconson at yahoo.com. You can also go on to the website, The Art of Intimate Marriage, and listen to previous broadcasts. On there, you'll also find a link to the book, The Art of Intimate Marriage, and to our newly released Redeemed Sexuality, and to the cards, the intimate marriage cards that really help couples communicate on uh, more intimate levels on a regular basis. So you can also listen to see a, there's a blog there and there's if this is a listener supported ministry, you can go on and donate there as well. So go get some more help by going onto the website. You can send me questions to my email address, jenniferconson at yahoo.com. Okay, we're going to go back to what does your husband need? He wants you to indulge his senses. So we just ended with talking about him feeling your hands on him throughout the day. Many men um, also will express that they do, as far as indulging their senses, enjoy different scents and smells. So you may want to talk with him as does he like certain perfumes or does he like certain lotions on you? bath gels on your skin. When's the last time you took a bath and indulged in some oils and some um, suds that brought some wonderful scents to your skin that then permeated your time together sexually, but then also even just during your day? You know, one thing to really recall as far as in, indulging your husband's senses is that he his senses are inundated all day long in ways that are very challenging. Satan has put pictures up everywhere. So his senses are being indulged um, as much as he might be closing his eyes and looking away. And so, yes, you can find creative ways to indulge his need for visual sensuality by giving him pictures of yourself. I'm not saying an actual physical picture, although you can do that too, but just giving him pictures before he walks out the door, letting, you know, making sure that both of you are keeping your eyes open during sex. And that is one thing I recommend to couples is keep your eyes open while you're having sex. And then you'll have that picture in your mind when you're tempted to think of or other pictures flash before your mind. So then you have other images to replay in your mind that are very arousing and that are about your spouse. Um, that can be helpful on many, many different levels. All right. What else does your husband need? Well, one thing I would recommend is kind of blow his mind. <laughs> and yes, that can mean a really clear phrase that's probably coming to your mind. But what I actually mean is you may want to think through talking about your sexual fantasies that you each have, sexually appropriate fantasies that would even work for Christian couples. Yes, mm-hmm. Christian couples do have fantasies about where they would like to have sex and how they would like to have sex and what they're doing while they have sex. So when's the last time you've shared those? And when's the last time, wives, you've shared those with your husband? So purposely thinking about sex more and telling him what you're thinking about it can really meet a husband's need. And then... You can blindside him with a sexual surprise. So maybe something he shared with you when you had that conversation. And that might mean a sexually provocative dance. It might mean serving him dinner while you're naked or in lingerie. It might mean buying a pair of crotchless underwear and putting it in his lunch bag so he opens it up and dies when he's at work. Or it may mean setting up a poker game and playing strip poker in your bedroom and surprising him with that. So blindside him with something fun. So when I say blow his mind, I do mean that in a very broad sense. 
really um, what what can be really moving for men is when you're fully engaged in your sexual time together, that you as the wife are there, that you talk, that you tell him what you want and you ask him what he wants, that you're fully involved in your sexual time together. And then after you've engaged, that you share with him the kinds of things that felt good and what you enjoy in your sexual choices, what I would call the sexual repertoire, you know, be there, make those things happen, buy some fun toys and fun products and blow his mind. What else does your husband need? Well, this kind of goes along with what I've just mentioned, but that's to be creative. Find out from him some things, he ideas maybe he has and then initiate it. Maybe put your own twist on it. I literally, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably send everybody laughing, but I literally send couples home with the game Twister. <laughs> it's one of their early um, homework assignments to do it fully clothed first and then to play it again without clothing and to make sexual comments while they're playing it just to get used to speaking about sexuality and enjoying their bodies uh, in a way that actually doesn't involve sex and while fully naked. So go buy Twister and play it. Show your husband that you thought about him by setting everything up. Be creative, set it all up when he gets home, uh, when he gets home from work and maybe, and hopefully there aren't kids around, you've gotten a babysitter, you can throw down rose petals that lead to the bedroom, or you can hang a panty on a door handle to the bedroom. So set it up, plan it, hang a piece of lingerie somewhere, put a note, you can buy the... Um, the markers that can write on glass and windows and write on the glass of your bathroom mirror, something you're going to do together. So find creative ways to make sex fun. Be creative. Surprise him with your creativity. And then definitely one of the areas that men speak up a lot about, about what they need is that their wife would initiate sexually. And, they will express that when their wife initiates sexually, they feel loved and they feel wanted. Like I said, not a lot of men will use the words, I wish she were more romantic. But what they will say is, I wish I knew she wanted me. And many of them will say, when she initiates sexually, I feel wanted. So remember I spoke about earlier about the hand coming in the dark. Maybe it should be your hand coming in the dark. When's the last time it was your hand that reached over? And again, for some of you, you might have a higher sexual desire and you feel like it's always your hand that's <laughs> starting things. However, for those of you who aren't, who aren't initiators, consider how it might need to be your hand. Be the one also uh, in your room to set the atmosphere, to turn the candles down, no, to turn, put the candles on, to turn the lights low, to turn on the music to be the first one to reach across and caress his genitals, to to grope him when you're in public or in the car or, you know, in the kitchen. You know, women will often say, all he does is grope my butt and my boobs. Well, go grope him, you know, and make it fun and make it laughing and make it playful. And But I have to tell you, before you do those things, I'd probably talk about how you're feeling overall in your relationship if, as I said, that that brought up a lot of negative things for you. So... 
Find out what kind of touch your husband wants and then find a way to be playful with it. Tantalize him with how you sit. I, I, I have at times shared with women that, you know, go to a, go online. You actually, the, the store that I mentioned earlier that is for Christians that you can order, it's called Covenant Spice. You can order things that you don't, there are no pictures. You can buy a crotchless pair of underwear and wear a skirt and let him see it while you're eating dinner, just the two of you. So there are ways to sit, especially if you've told him that ahead of time, and giving him hidden touches and whispering to him about what you're going to do to him later. So there are ways to initiate that can be very creative. So in general, initiation communicates, I'm important to you, I am special to you. So some of you may be listening and find that just listening has gotten your juices flowing and has created some responses in your body. What do you do with that? Well, go do something about that with your spouse. One of the things that I want to recommend in just such a practical broadcast like today's is as you're listening, this can bring up questions. It can bring up feelings that you have about your overall sexual relationship. So what I recommend is have your husband listen to this broadcast and then talk about it. And you can do it the other way around. Um, you listen to the broadcast on what does he need and then ask him about whether that's that's accurate. Take notes while you're doing it and compare those conversations. Obviously, sometimes what people do is they'll go in and they'll they'll jump ahead to these parts of my book, the practical, the funds and practicals, and they'll read that chapter first. And often what happens, though, is if couples who are struggling at all in their sexual relationship put these kinds of things into practice without working on the other areas of their relationship, it can be problematic. So if, as you were listening, you were finding that you're needing to work on the overall communication in your relationship and on your views of sexuality, go and do that. So go to the previous broadcasts and listen to what does the Bible say about sex. God is very sex positive. God definitely uses incredibly positive words to describe sexuality. He uses the word burn, as in it causes a burning. He uses all of these analogies about water and a cistern and a flowing stream and a well and a fountain. He uses terms about a garden in Song of Solomon and the beauty of the garden and the, and the flowing streams that go through it. And so there can be all kinds of different steps that couples need to create in their bedroom and in their sex life, these kinds of wonderful, what you would call bower moments. So that would be a bower, it would be a, a beautiful garden. And that's what Song of Solomon actually uses to describe the sexual relationship. How can each couple individually create that bower, that beautiful lush garden well, the first thing to do is start talking about it. Well, honestly, the first thing to do is go back and really review your own understanding of what the scriptures say about sex and what God's view is about sex. And, and do you have anything that makes sex negative? And then, yes, putting positive things into practice, like considering what your husband needs and what your wife needs can make a huge difference. So enjoy these practicals. This is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Conson to address here on air, email her at jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. Conzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N. Jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. 
We hope today's program was beneficial to you. And if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Condon's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.